and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my free training, The Three Legal and Tax Mistakes Made by New and Experienced Business Owners and How You Can Avoid Them. Here's the thing. There's a few key things we've all got to do to make sure we unfuck our biz. I've seen all the mistakes and I know how to help you get past them. So here's what I want you to do. Go to www.unfuckyourbiz.com, sign up for the free training, watch it, and do at least one of the homework assignments I share in the masterclass. Promise? Okay, now let's dive into the episode. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. So as you've probably realized, if you're watching this the day it released, uh, it is Christmas Eve. So happy Christmas Eve if you're listening on December 24th of 2020. If you're listening later, I hope that you had a great and lovely holiday. Now, I thought about not releasing a podcast episode today because I was thinking, you know, like, honestly, who's listening to that many podcasts between the holiday season, New Year's? But then I thought, well, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts. So I'm going to go ahead and record one. For those of you who are listening, I hope you find this helpful and instructive. What I'm going to talk about on today's episode are my six life and business lessons learned from 2020. So I thought about doing a profit report recap. I thought this would maybe be a little bit more informative, a little bit more fun. And just to let you know, I sat down for about 10 minutes uh, right before hitting record on this episode and just started free brainstorming what I've taken away from this year. So this isn't going to be like super curated. Um, you all are probably used to that by now on the podcast. I like to keep it a little bit more spontaneous. I think it makes it more fun um, rather than something, you know, I've like outlined, had my VA vet and outline all that kind of bullshit. So we're going to dive straight in. The first, this one's a life lesson. So the first life lesson I've come up with this year that I've really learned in 2020 is that minimalism is fantastic. So I've been sharing a lot about this on my Instagram stories. You, if you follow me on Instagram, at Braden Adam Drake, go give me a follow. You've probably seen uh, all the stuff I've gotten rid of this year, all of the organizing I've been doing. And to be honest, I've talked about this with some of my friends. A lot of that is just like a control thing because I think this is normal for everyone when things feel like they're out of our control we like to do things to make ourselves feel like we are back in control. So when I was not able to leave the house, go anywhere, I just got hyper into organizing. That has a lot to do with my own personality as well. Uh, we could get really into the Enneagram here. I'll give you like a little bit of a synopsis. I'm in Enneagram 7. If you don't know what that is, it means I'm the enthusiast. But in stress, Enneagram 7s can go to the unhealthy side of 1. And 1s, when they're unhealthy, can be very perfectionistic. Um, and they have a really high, sometimes I would say unreasonable standard for things. So that's kind of where I go when I'm stressed out. 
And that's why I can get like super, super, super into cleaning and organizing. But with this like kind of phase that I went through, I'm still going through, I binged a lot of YouTube content. I love watching like random people on YouTube organize things. I learned bizarre, right? I know, I think we all have our weird shit that we like to watch on YouTube, but I got really into minimalism content, read a bunch of stuff. And what was interesting about this, I actually, we had a conversation on uh, one of my calls with my students. So in Unfuck Your Biz, my signature program, we have an alumni membership. My members and I have a two hour call every single week. We do book clubs, we talk about different topics. And one of my members actually told me that she's glad that I did not talk about minimalism more in my marketing because for lack of a better term, she thought that minimalism was elitist. And I thought that was fascinating. So we talked a lot about it and how it usually seems to be like privileged people who live on the coast, who have a lot of money and they like roll up in their very modern house that has nothing in it. Like they're driving their Tesla and they have like a $15,000 sofa and that's like all that's in the living room. And I was like, yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, but for me, like this is what it's it's kind of taught me. So as an Enneagram 7, I'm a type of person who likes to overcomplicate everything. I always got a lot of shit going on because I have to stay busy because I'm very, very afraid of being bored. So minimalism has helped me really simplify my business. I'm going to talk more about that in a second. It's helped me focus. It's also helped financially because when you focus on having quality and not a whole bunch of things, you're not just like randomly online shopping all the time because you've already decided, or at least I've already decided, you know, I don't need more than two polos. I don't need more than two sweaters. I don't need more than two jackets. So therefore I don't need to buy any of those things. If I'm going to go online shopping, I know, well, I do need one pair of dress pants because right now all I have is one pair of suit pants and I have one pair of jeans. So like something in the middle of that would probably be good. So it helps with spending. It's also helped a lot with just like household chores. Like I now feel like I can keep our house picked up um, in just like five or 10 minutes a day because frankly, I got rid of so much stuff that I did not need that now we have nothing on our dining table. So I could just dust it super easily. I'm not picking up stuff all the time because we just don't have, we just don't have things that are creating clutter. So that saved me a lot of time. And I feel like stress as well, because I'm sure I did not invent this quote, but it's something that lingers in my mind all the time. I always say cluttered space, cluttered mind. So I try to make sure that my office is picked up all the time. And that helps me a lot throughout the workday. As far as the business goes, focusing on minimalism has helped me streamline my offers a lot as well. So I've actually got my business down to pretty much just one funnel that we're running on. So if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, we have ad spots for it in the podcast, but you can go to unfuckyourbiz.com, check out my masterclass. And then when you watch that masterclass, you get an invitation into my signature program, Unfuck Your Biz. So that's what we're marketing all the time. That's what we're running promotions to. Super, super, super streamlined. We walk new students through my five-step Unfuck Your Biz process. And then we have an alumni membership afterwards. So it took me a long time to get down to that level of clarity Uh, in the business. You've heard me promote a whole bunch of other stuff uh, this year. We still have some other things going on. But that being the core focus, what 90% of the energy goes into has just help make things a lot easier. So that was lesson number one. Okay, so lesson number two, this is a business lesson. This one's kind of obvious. It's serve, serve, 
and serve some more. So we all probably know this to a certain extent. We put out great information. Um, we're going to get people to consume that information. It's all about co it's content marketing, right? Like you help people, you put out helpful information on Instagram, more people are going to react to it. More people are going to follow you. Of course, we have to kind of reconcile this with the need of running a business. So we can't give away everything for free. We still have to sell stuff if we're going to make money. But what I really kind of, I already, I already knew this, I guess it was really just a reminder. So I was reminded, I'm now reminding you. It's to give yourself the creative time and space in your business to be able to adapt quickly and provide more immediate help to things that are immediately needed. So what I mean by that is once COVID lockdown started happening, a big chunk of my audience are wedding professionals. They were having to cancel and postpone all their events. So I pivoted pretty quickly to focus on contracts. So we kind of stopped talking about the stuff I was talking about. And I spent a lot of time talking about contracts. I did probably 15 guest webinars within a month. And that led to a huge increase in my email list. So obviously, I knew that it would be an awesome business opportunity when I went to help. But that's what people immediately needed. So I reached out to a lot of different educators I knew in the space. And I said, hey, do your people need any help with this? I'd love to come talk to them. And it was a fantastic opportunity. With that in mind, though, I've actually noticed uh, this year a couple of other things that I definitely could have jumped on that I did not. Because at the time, I was working on my book, I was working on a course, and I was really committed to getting those projects done in time. So I kind of decided, you know what, I'm not going to develop expertise in this particular area to meet this need right now. Someone else is already doing that. And I saw other people who audi whose audiences blew up overnight because they were really meeting the needs of the market at that point in time. So my biggest takeaway here, like I mentioned, is just to keep your eyes and ears open for what can be useful to the people to whom you are serving. And when I say making the creative space for that to happen, I'm... I guess what I'm getting at is if we always keep our calendars 100% full, if we're always have everything calendared out, every single meeting, we have all of our tasks calendared, we don't really have any chunks of space open in our calendar to adapt and adjust. So this is why I'm doing my best. I've worked really, really hard on streamlining my business on processes so that in theory, <laughs> I say in theory, right? If I only wanted to work from 8 a.m. to noon every day, I could probably do that. Um, but I always end up piling on extra projects and tasks in order to fill the time because otherwise I get bored. But now I'm doing my best to actually leave time chunks open in my week so that if I meet someone really cool and they want to have a coffee chat, I always have time to do that and some other things as well. So that was number two. That one's hard to kind of synthesize within one line, but you know, we'll do our best. Number three, um, this one is a trickier one um, to talk about because, you know, I don't always have the best language. I'm not really a leader in this space. So I don't want you to look, look at me as the person you should be following for all the advice. But I'm going to share with you what I learned during the Black Lives Matter movement. So we all know um, back in June, there were protests happening nationwide due to police brutality and things. Um, I should say everyone got really vocal. So our attention kind of shifted to 
diversity, equity, and inclusion in the online space, in the entrepreneur space. And I thought that was really interesting uh, and needed, obviously, that it kind of went beyond the particular political issues at hand, the justice issues at hand, I should say, and kind of circled back to our lives as a whole and how we were all doing with racial inequality, whether we were all you know, realizing the systematic injustices that were going on, and how even if we always thought we were on the right side of history, how we were kind of failing in our own lives in order to improve uh, the systems as a whole. So I had a lot of conversations about this with my friends. This was the whole like when the blacks, like when people were posting the black square on social media, I saw a lot of, if all you're doing is posting a black square, that's not helpful. And people, you know, other people would say, don't use the Black Lives Matter hashtag because it's drowning out the important voices. Other individuals were sharing that uh, it was great if we take a public stance, but that we should really lift up other voices who've already been doing the education in the space on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And really at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think many of us, I should really just talk about myself as a white person. I definitely did not have the expertise. There was a lot of things I was wondering about in my own personal life journey and my business journey. Am I doing this right? And we're talking about a whole systematic issue here. So I don't want to, I'm not going to stand up at that point in time and just talk about myself, right? We're focusing on the broader things. But privately, I was having these conversations with some of my friends. And what I had a realization about was that my audience and also my social circles were very white. They looked a lot like me. It was a lot of my friends who grew up middle class and predominantly white areas. And these were all the people that I was connected with, right? So I went to a lot of business networking events with people like myself. I talked on a daily basis with people like myself. And I realized or I shouldn't even say that I realized this. I was told that I was told this by people who are smarter than I am in these areas, that if I want to have a more diverse and broader audience on my podcast and my friend group, then it's going to have to take proactive and focused changes on my part. And I thought, well, what does that look like? And what I realized was I'm just, I'm not following a very diverse audience on Instagram. So if I want to meet um, more black educators, more people of color in general who are in the entrepreneurial space, I'm going to have to follow those people and make a concerted effort to broaden my connection. So that's what, that's been one of my focuses on top of just general education is making sure that I'm listening to a more diverse range of individuals and then when I put together speaking engagements or bring people in to speak to my audience, there's a more diverse range of individuals that I can speak to who can come and educate. So when we're talking about having equal seats at the table, that was what I realized I was doing wrong, right? So something for you to think about, food for thought. Um, have I cracked the code? Am I a uh, fully self-actualized person? Of course not. A lot of work to do. Uh, I'm doing my best. And I hope that you found any of that helpful whatsoever. If you would like uh, contacts for people who do diversity, equity, and inclusion training, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I have some friends that would be happy to speak with you. So lesson number four, um, or takeaway number four, I literally wrote in my notes, 
I got a lot done this year. That's not, that's not really that's not really a takeaway or a lesson at all. So I I don't really know what the point of this was. Um, oh yeah. So the the note I was gonna bring up for this point of the podcast was I love this quote. I share it with my students all the time. Um, I don't know who initially said it. I'll, I'll have to look up a source for it. But the quote is: We often under we often overestimate what we can do in one year. And we often underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And I think that's the same thing if we scale it back. We often overestimate what we can do in a week and we underestimate what we can do in a month or in a quarter. So this year, I am just very, very happy. I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back for all the shit that I got done. I launched Unfuck Your Biz twice, helped 36 uh, total business owners through Unfuck Your Biz get their legal and tax shit legit. I launched my alumni membership for that program, created a new course specifically for beginner business owners. So you may have remembered when I launched Legally Launched. And I also wrote and released a book, which was very exciting. So I've kind of learned really this year what I needed to do in my business to help the people that I was serving. So I always have an like kind of a, not really a mantra, but a focus for every year. So my focus for 2019 was supposed to be creating my suite of products and offerings. And then in 2020, the focus was supposed to be on scale. And what ended up happening, the realization I came to is that I was really a year behind. So if anything, I would say 2019 was a trial period for me. I created all the programs that I thought I needed to serve you all best. And at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, I realized that I missed the mark in several areas. So 2020 was really a process of figuring that out and then restructuring my programs, getting rid of some things in order to actually meet the needs of the market that I'm in. And I feel like I finally done it. I was in I was in a mastermind for an entire year. This is pretty much what I talked about every month. Pretty sure all of my friends got sick of it about my customer journey, my offers, and I feel like I finally dialed that in. So moving into 2021, I'm ready to scale the business hopefully in a lot of new ways. So this one, I feel like I could shift it from I got a lot done this year to I've figured out that for me to grow my business in the most systemized way, it's very, very important to think about what are my offers and how I'm fitting the needs of the market. So if you haven't done a lot of exploration on that, you should definitely do it. Uh, my alumni members, they go through a program I call Unfuck Your Systems, where I spend a lot of time talking about these sorts of things. And I'm not really the expert on that. I just like to lead the discussion. So if you've not already really thought about all of these topics, spend some time to journal on it. That would be my tip for you there. Okay, so my next one kind of spins off of that, and it's the responses to circumstances that are out of our control vary a lot by person, and that's totally okay. So I had some friends during COVID, they got very, very stressed out. They had a lot of anxiety. They shut down. They did not do anything. They took a three-month hiatus. That's totally okay. I kind of turned into hyper-productivity mode because... I'm an avoider, so if I'm stressed out about something, I'm probably going to bury myself into work to avoid it. There's not a correct way to do these things, so probably something to talk to our therapist about. I don't really have any business giving us advice on this, but I just want to be the person right now that's telling you, don't stress out about how you handled 2020. 
There's no litmus test as to whether you got enough stuff done. Judgment-free zone. And that leads me to lesson uh, learned number six. So my sixth lesson I learned was sometimes things just fucking suck and you don't need to put a positive spin on them. So probably not the most fun, fun note to leave this podcast on. But again, going back to the Enneagram as a type seven, we tend to be problem avoidant. We like to look on the sunny side of everything. And that's definitely my personality. I try to put a positive spin on everything. And this year, I for sure learned that people don't always, well, people definitely don't like that, but it's also not helpful. And it's hard for me because whenever someone shares with me a struggle that they have, I want to either get into problem solving mode or see how I can spin that into a positive to make them feel better. And what I realized is that I just get really uncomfortable with uh, when people share their problems, their struggles, what they're going through. And so oftentimes when I'm trying to focus on the positive, I'm just trying to make the conversation more comfortable for myself because that's what I'm more comfortable talking about. So that may resonate for some of you. And my lesson I learned was there's not always a positive to everything. This is very very depressing and almost nihilistic, but it's, you know, something that I've kind of learned is that sometimes it's perfectly fine to give someone space and say, yeah, I hear you, that blows, uh, and I'm here to listen if you have more to share on that. So that was my last lesson for the year. 2020 has been a really weird one. Um, one of my friends joked the other day that if I hear one more person say that it was an impressive, an unprecedented year, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, but we all keep hearing it for a reason. So I'm hopeful, positive spin, hopeful and optimistic that 2021 will uh, take a turn for a lot of people's businesses. Obviously, there were positives to have come out of this year. Um, but a lot of a lot of wacky shit that's been not good for people as well. So don't worry, I have some I have some more normal podcast episodes uh, coming up. Hopefully, some of you that are still listening got got some use out of this one. But we are will be continuing next week with our money series. So if you've missed the past few episodes, make sure to go check them out. Uh, in the coming weeks, I'm going to be interviewing some really really awesome experts about pricing, how to increase your revenue, how to handle taxes, write-offs, owning the CFO role in your business. Uh, getting a handle on debt. And we're kind of kicking off the new year with how to get your money right in both your business and in your personal finances. So I'll leave you there for the day. I hope you have a good one and I'll be back next time. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.